Welcome to Thoughts from Pool Therapy, the podcast that feels like you've spent a day at the pool with your besties. My name's Megan, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm excited to welcome our first guest, one of my favorite people on the planet, and that is Katie Monko Stearns. Hi! Yay! Hi, Katie. Welcome. Hi, Megan. (laughs) This is our first podcast ever recording together, ever. First podcast, period. Period. (laughs) Um, So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, We're going to be chatting just about anything that comes up. We have a couple questions we're going to talk about that have been sent in by um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter that I posted yesterday. So I'm really excited to just chat with Katie and give you guys something to listen to that hopefully helps you connect with me, my guests, and everything. I also have my sister Melanie here and her friend Brittany, who is uh, also our friend. (laughs) But Brittany's my friend. But Brittany's my friend. (laughs) But Melanie's my sister. Um, So Katie and I met seven years ago this month in 2013 because we did the Disney College program together and we've been friends ever since been through some ups and downs as roommates and friends and her moving back to Maryland where we're both from and then moving back here and reconnecting especially over um, when we were quarantined a little bit so she's actually the person that came up with the name for the podcast so Katie I would love to kind of dive into that with you. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Let's um, jump right in, Megan. Are you ready to take the plunge? <laughs> Only with you. Um, but first, I want to talk. Um, I'm, I have a few questions that I want to ask kind of every guest. Katie and I love to talk about um, our signs and our astrology and Enneagram. <laughs> Which, to be clear, I know nothing about any of it. <laughs> and but I, I do know... like to partake. <laughs> And I know very surface level stuff, so when I say, like, I have big Virgo energy, I know a little bit about what that means, but that's because I'm a Virgo. Um, so, Katie, first question. It's a big, tough one. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Ooh! Ooh. So, how would you describe yourself? Uh, loud. <laughs> Brash. <laughs> Sometimes combative, but not necessarily, like, fighting combative. Yeah. Just... Pensive, <laughs> pondering, sometimes a little pushy. Um, I'm direct. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, You're very a good conversationalist, which is oh. what they say about. Yes, thank you, thank Sagittarius, you. and they say that that's closely related to Gemini, which is what my sister is. She's a Gemini. My mom's a Gemini. Who is not a good conversationalist. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's necessarily true, but that's a topic for a different day. Yeah, I Melanie. Beg to differ. Yeah. Um, but I actually have a horoscope that I'm going to read for you for September for Sagittarius. Oh, so um, Spicy. The whole month? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. I got it from Refinery29, not Spawn. Um, <laughs> um, but for Katie for Sagittarius, it says, Variety is the spice of life, Sagittarius. You're in the mood to mix things up starting September 6th when routine governing Venus enters into luxury loving Leo. Want to refine your schedule without breaking the bank? Research new recipes, explore new outdoor workouts, and share books with friends to get out of your usual routine. That's crazy because I've done all three (laughs) of those things because September 6th is when I started working out again. (laughs) I set, like, I even wrote out an entire routine Uh of my morning, how I wanted to go before work and all of that. Like, I'm up at 7, I'm starting to work out by 7.30, that way I'm in the shower by 8, and then I'm making lunch and breakfast at the same time, <laughs> so that I can be out the door by 9 to be at work on 
for my average scheduled shift at 9.45. So that's weird. So uh, if you've never lived with Katie or you don't know Katie, she loves schedules and kind of routines like that. But I also really like not keeping to them. Yes. <laughs> Inadvertently. <laughs> it's not purposeful. That's true. I like to make lists and I like to follow routines, but after day four, it's kind of like, oops. Yeah. Well, it's easy to follow right. the alignment. Exactly. Wagon, so. But like, no, I actually started looking for like new recipes and all that because I'm trying to get into, I'm trying to cut out a lot of like processed foods, which I've already started to do over the last few years. Mm. But now I'm really starting to cut out like other stuff. So that's strange. wild. <laughs> and then I was talking to someone at work about, we're kind of like bookie friends. Mm, well, so, so Refinery yeah. has something up their sleeve, I guess. They know me. My my horoscopes have all been kind of depressing <laughs> lately about like new change, new beginning, enlightenment and stuff, so interesting, very interesting. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a new job cuz I'm still not working. I'm the one in one out of this crowd that's not working. <laughs> one could argue that you just started a new job with your podcast. That is We'll take it. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. That's a cannonball if I've ever heard one. Um so Should I get the floaty? <laughs> get my noodle <laughs> um so on this podcast since it is kind of pool themed which we'll get into um pool therapy well thoughts from pool therapy um if we have a hot take or something we want to talk about that's a kind of a an unfavored opinion or something or unpopular opinion we're going to call it a cannonball uh and if we have um, oh, that'd be a belly flop an embarrassing kind of story or personal story oh, would be a belly flop i've got a few of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> and katie will gladly share them with you um and then if we kind of go into some deeper topics or something goes a little bit more vulnerable, we'll talk about going into the deep end or diving into the deep end. So deep dive. We're definitely a big fan of themes and puns around here. So any kind of theme or pun that comes out, just let it happen. <laughs> um, the next question I want to ask you, Katie, is that's going to be asked on every episode, I think. What are your top three favorite things right now? Um, so I'll go first if okay. you would like some yes, examples. Yes, please, please. Um, so my, one of my top favorite things right now is has been my top favorite thing for the last month which is my peloton bike <laughs> and uh if someone has a peloton they will definitely let you know that they have one which i <laughs> definitely have done um but i just find it's a very zen place for me and i love the classes and i love being like feeling like i don't have to go anywhere to go work out i can just do it here in my house um it's definitely a little pricey but i mean i think it's worth it in the long run for me um, I also really love my new microphone that I got for my podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed to be my favorite thing, but I'm just also really excited about this podcast and the opportunity it might bring to reconnect with some people. Uh, so that's another one of my favorite things. So my Peloton, my microphone, and my podcast. Oh, the podcast and the microphone are two different two things. Two different things. Ooh, I just made that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hot take. Cannibal. <laughs> okay. Okay. My three favorite things right now. Um, I recently got back into reading... Perfect. Which, uh, it's been nice because I've been taking time for myself, mm -hmm. which leads me into my second thing, which is setting boundaries. Wow. Because I don't know if it's a Sagittarius energy thing, but, uh, <laughs> I have visibly, like, I have very little boundaries mm -hmm. for myself and, I don't know, relationships. I don't know. Mm. Um, my third favorite thing is probably... I've been trying to be more mindful about self-care. Oh. So trying to get back into my own routines of doing things for me. I guess that goes into boundaries. Yeah. But at the same time, two different things. Yeah. Because with boundaries, it's setting limits. 
self-care is acknowledging those and taking care of them maybe yeah they i mean they intertwine so (laughs) i don't i think you can't have one without the other i've been doing a lot for me lately (laughs) snap (laughs) um and you're also back at work yeah so that requires a lot of boundaries in different ways than previously maybe at work yes especially especially since i had three months at home with out needing boundaries yes (laughs) and now i'm back to work and realizing Oh, well, even before we went to quarantine, too, I um, was starting to work on trying to change my outlook at work and how I treated work in my life. Mm. Um, I realized that I was living to work rather than working to live Mm. and trying to distance myself from that hustle culture, which was making me constantly feel overwhelmed. So during quarantine, I guess I started to work on that. Uh, taking care of myself more and setting myself more of as a, as a priority. Mm. Uh, but it's hard to do that when you don't actually have the pressures that are <laughs> making you feel overwhelmed. So you may think like, oh, wow, I'm doing so well at making right. these like boundaries and taking care of myself. Well, yeah, everything's easy to do when there's no like outside stresses. Right, right, you know? right. But now like I'm back at work and it's just hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. I, and I, yeah, and I think it also... I mean, setting boundaries is also, like, learning how to move those boundaries around, too. So, like, your boundaries at work might be different than your boundaries at home. But also knowing how to be malleable with that and flexible and, like, figuring out what those boundaries are. So when you set a boundary, what does that mean? You know, when you get home from work, that's your time to release a lot of stuff and, like, take your shower and do your self-care routine or whatever it is that you do. But um, that's good. Boundaries are good. Proud of you. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) You've definitely, I mean... I don't mean this in a condescending way, but you've definitely come a long way. Yes. With that. So. Even in the few short mo- months of uh, pool therapy that we've yes. had so far. <laughs> so now the, that was a really good transition. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, so this podcast is a way to connect with people virtually. And also I want it to feel like you're having a conversation with me in the room, even though I may not be talking to you directly. Um, it should feel like we're all sitting around at the pool with a drink in our hand, sitting in the sun, chilling, hanging out, talking about whatever comes up like you do with friends. So chilling I want this out. to feel like a friend podcast, like you're sitting with me, enjoying the time. Um, so Katie, I would love to hear your thoughts on why pool therapy has been your therapy and well, why it came up for you. So I think that to touch on that, first we need to discuss how we got into pool therapy. Yes, that's true. So uh, <laughs> it all started uh, maybe three or three months ago, mm-hmm. just before quarantine started to lift. Um, and I was just feeling very overwhelmed and having a very hard time transitioning back into normal life. And uh, Quote, I Right. Normal. <laughs> our new normal, normal life. Uh, and I was having a hard time managing school and other outside stresses and family life and work life and you name it. And I guess I posted something kind of like very vague on social media. Probably. And you were like, hey, or girl. Snapchat. Yes, probably more <laughs> along the lines of Snapchat. And you were like, hey, girl, are you cool? I said, no, I am drowning. And you said, hey, do you want to come over and just swim? Mm-hmm. And I came over and I think we spent 10 hours in your pool. Yeah. Which it consistently... I've been coming over every week since then, mm-hmm. except for when I made a trip home to see my family. And um, I think we've consistently spent at least six to eight hours in the pool every time. And it just, you just feel so much better. I don't know what it is about water. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm a fire sign. <laughs> and it, like, tempers me. Yeah, right. 
uh, puts me out a little, but it's just been very calming. And I think a lot of it too is also just reconnecting with you and mm-hmm. just, I haven't felt like I've had a connection with people other than like my husband in a while mm-hmm. like that. And um, it's been nice to get yeah. reconnected. So pool therapy to me is just being able to remember to reset your priorities, which for me, a big priority that I've been working on is rebuilding relationships mm-hmm. that I, in being caught up in hustle culture for so long, um, I let a lot of things fall to the side. And that's actually kind of where we lost yes. when you moved back to Maryland. Katie and I lived together for about three, three years. years together, including our CP, um, and our college program, excuse me, for those that don't <laughs> speak Disney. Um, so we spent a lot of time together living together, and it's very different when you live with someone versus when you're just friends with them, which is fine. Like, right. that's great. Um, and Katie and I, she moved back to Maryland in 2016, and she got involved in a new job, and she was work, uh, going back to school, and um, she re- she then got engaged yes. to her now husband, Sean. Yes. Uh, shout out to Sean. Um, <laughs> Two years next week. <laughs> I know that you kind of touched on when you first came over that first time, you said that you one of your big goals of 2020 and recently, before that even, was reconnecting with people and trying to focus on the relationships in your life. So then quarantine hit. Yep. They kind and of, she kind connected of... with her husband <laughs> and her dog. Almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love them. One-bedroom har- apartments are very hard. Yes. <laughs> during yes, yes, yes. a three-month quarantine. For sure. And even a five-bedroom house like we are living in where I have been during quarantine has been difficult to find your space and find a new routine especially I know I'm very big into routine and even I had my routine down to a science I knew that at least an hour and a half before I had to leave for work I would put my makeup on do my hair listen to my podcasts etc not my podcast but I listened to a podcast and get ready and then took me 45 minutes to go to work I'd probably get a Dunkin coffee on the way to work work for eight hours come home watch some YouTube videos fall asleep wake up at 11 it it was a whole routine and then when you have a you know global pandemic <laughs> happen and then your routine gets completely thrown off for someone like me I had to figure out what what does my world look like now and how do I connect virtually but also like in person yeah um I didn't mean to no. <laughs> step on the question I asked you no you're um, but so go ahead anyway um reconnecting with people yeah and I think at the beginning of quarantine with only being able to really connect with just my husband which was great and it still is great um but it was just very we went from having only one day off together and (laughs) virtually not seeing each other at all throughout the whole time to now spending every waking moment um together and it was they say year one is hard. Year two <laughs> is not hard, but it was a global pandemic. <laughs> Makes it hard. Makes everything hard. <laughs> it's just a lot. Uh, and you're going through your own thing. So you Plus know. it's traumatic. I mean, there's global trauma yeah. going on. So mental health is a huge ta- like topic right now right. for that reason as well. Prior to quarantine hitting, I wanted to, like Megan touched on, I wanted to reconnect with a bunch of people that I felt like I was starting to lose out on. And um, I wanted to fix those relationships before I lost them forever. Mm-hmm. And then quarantine makes you get creative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as far as how that goes. So um, I feel pretty okay about how I've been able to reconnect with what I, the means I have available. Yeah. Um, so. And well, you have to give yourself some grace too. Yeah. And, you know, you've done, I mean, 
we wouldn't be sitting here with this podcast if three months ago I hadn't said, hey, girl, you want to come over and swim in my pool? Right. So. <laughs> we probably um, would be, like, making big plans for, like, three weeks from now. Right. And then... <laughs> but it's been good. Yeah. And you and I also have some friends that are getting married or, you know, there's some joint things. Yeah. Celebrating a marriage that already happened. That's been very helpful in COVID. reconnecting, yeah. too. Um, so we've even reconnected with um, other friends from our college program. Shout out to Colleen and Carly, who will hopefully be on a future episode soon. Um, and Michael Col- Frisch and Annie for getting married. Michael Frisch and Annie for getting married in June. And we're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, be able to get to Dallas in January to see them celebrate that. So I'm really excited to reconnect with everyone there. And, I mean, I said this a couple weeks ago, but I feel like I've done even a better job of connecting with some people that I haven't spoken to in a while like you. You have definitely been a ringleader in maintaining <laughs> a lot of those connections. Well, it's also because I'm not working, so well, what else am I doing? But you know what? That's good. You're the social chair. <laughs> I'm trying to. You know? Trying to be. Self-nominated. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think, pool therapy. I mean, I love the water, and I always have, and I've always been drawn to it. I'm an earth sign, so I don't know how that, I mean, the earth is made up of mostly water, so I guess that makes sense, but I've always loved swimming, and it's been really therapeutic for me. I've had some really bad anxiety during this whole thing like a lot of us have so I've been trying to find little pockets of peace I guess you could say I saw that on TikTok uh, which is another new obsession of mine <laughs> not new but definitely for everyone big obsession <laughs> um, so trying to find where I can relieve some anxiety or relieve some tension and I hope that this podcast can act like that for however long we're you know for 30 or 45 minutes once a week hopefully um, it can ha- kind of help with that and I, can, I would love to share ideas that I come across or my guests if they have ideas. Um, but yeah, so pool therapy is just, it's how you make yourself feel better. It's how you get through something or get over your anxiety. Not that you get over it, but you manage it and cope with it. Um, whether that's spending 10 hours in the pool, <laughs> like we do, or you know whatever your therapy is, that's what I want this to kind of be like every week. So that's great. And thank you, Katie, for coming up with the idea and letting me use it. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Um, so we also have some questions, like I said, that uh, a couple, uh, not viewers, I guess, or listeners yet, wrote in. Um, so I thought they'd be kind of fun to, an- uh, to answer now. And I have no idea what they are. Nope. So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one says, what has been your favorite quarantine activity? If you have one right off the top of your head. My gut says reading. But that was a fairly recent one. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Uh, well, right now I'm reading the uh, glass of throne of glass, yeah, throne of glass. Ah. My uh, my Libby app just told me that my new hold just came in. I've been waiting for it for about eight weeks now. What does so that mean? It's a uh, just a library app oh, where well, you okay. can rent eBooks mm. um, and get it sent to your Kindle, which I have through my library. That's cool. Well, I have my Kindle. I purchased my Kindle, but I right. have the library app, which lets me borrow the library's ebooks. That's fun. And I had it on hold, and it finally came in, so that's what I'm probably going to do when I go home is read that. Cool. <laughs> uh, I also like to read a lot of those uh, psychological thrillers. Oh, no. <laughs> um, kind of weird. Sometimes it's usually the ones where the girls go missing. Oh. <laughs> All the missing girls. Megan Miranda. <laughs> Love the book. Gates of Evangeline. Hester Young. <laughs> She's just throwing out book recs for you guys, so if you just want to take a note. <laughs> well, my mom used to read them a lot when I was, well, before I was even a glim, glimmer in her eye. Ah. <laughs> and then when she had kids, she was like, I can't read that anymore. It's terrifying. <laughs> so I think I'm just trying to get all of them out now before, like, eventually, eventually. I have kids. Uh-huh. Because I know I'm not going to want to read it because yeah, my, I, you, make, you personalize it. Right. So yeah. I got to get it out now. Perfect. 
I um, I guess my favorite quarantine activity has been writing my daily captain's logs. <laughs> uh, if you guys aren't friends with me on Facebook, or I, I'm assuming you would be if you're listening to this, uh, I've been posting every day since I got back from Europe, which was subsequently the day after Disney World and pretty much all the theme parks across the world closed. Um, and I have not been back to work since. It's been 177 days. <laughs> uh, and I posted a log every single day. Um, so I'm hoping to eventually turn that into a book. That could be like a coffee table book. Oh, I would um, buy it. I would I love so. buy, I have been buying a lot of coffee table books from thrift stores lately. Perfect. I would I would pay for yours. Full, <gasps> full price. Oh, that means so much to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the kind of eventual goal for that. Um, barring all copyright issues. Does Facebook own that? that intellectual property? I don't know, because people make books all the time from their tweets. Right. So, I, I don't think... We'll figure that out. To be continued. <laughs> we'll call a lawyer. Yeah, well, yeah. we need to... Uh, John McGuire, if you're listening, uh, I know you do employment law, but hear me out. <laughs> uh, I should also... I feel like I need to make an honorable mention about quarantine activities yes. of uh, Animal Crossing, of course. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't personally have it, but Brittany is shaking her head, meaning that she's been playing it. She, definitely helped a lot throughout this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> um, and it, it definitely helped in maintaining that connection with people because I got involved with people at work. Mm. Brittany being one of them, uh -huh. um, but a few other people at work, and it was nice to have a group of constant communication mm. about a shared topic. Right. So that really helped in reconnecting with people at work, mm. the fact that I maintained a connection with some of them while I was outside of work. Mm. So there's that too. <laughs> Not sponsored by Nintendo at all. No. Or Animal Crossing. But, but I also <laughs> but feel hey. like it brought a routine oh, into my life, too. Interesting. Yes. Because, like, I woke up and I was like, okay, i got to get on Animal Crossing so I can, like, find my fossils, deliver them to Blathers, <laughs> <laughs> go back, well, and do it, all my stuff. It's and... nice, too, because it's real time. Yes. So it's oh. not like... Oh, see, I'm not on the Animal Crossing gang, right. but, like, crazy. So, like, at 6 o'clock p.m. in real life, it's 6 o'clock p.m. In, in the, the game. game. Oh. So you have certain structure yeah. of things that you have to do before, like, the store closes. Correct. I mean, Blathers is always awake. but uh, <laughs> Well, he's asleep during the day, but then you just... You just wake him up. walk up to him and he... Woohoo! I'm awake! I mean, <laughs> honestly, same. Um, <laughs> you know? But only certain bugs that you catch come out during certain time frames and stuff, mm -hmm. so... Same with oh. the fish. It kind of helped you, like... Yeah. Wow. It's, it was very helpful as as far as maintaining some kind of sense of structure there. And, like, on Sundays, you have to buy your turnips. Yep. Which is, like, your I've stock market stuff. I've only seen tweets about turnips. What is the deal with turnips? So and I don't get it. On Sundays, um, as long as before noon, you get up, uh -huh. and, which was very difficult for some of us during right. uh, quarantine. Still. Yes. Um, and you have to make sure you buy your turnips. So you buy them in stacks of, like, ten, and mm. then... Once you own all these turnips, throughout the week, the store will buy them back at different prices. So it's like a stock market. Mm. So in the morning, there's a different price, and at night, there's a different price. It, Inflation. And, yes, mm -hmm. and they could go anywhere from between... They will buy them back for anywhere between $64, well, bells. we call them bells, um, all the way up to like $580 or bells. bells. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, USB instead of USD. But... The turnip prices that you buy them for also, <laughs> but you buy the turnips at a certain price too. So mm. the person selling my turnips um, might be selling them for like 154 a bell or a turnip, 154 bells a turnip. Uh -huh. But um, like Kim's, sometimes they would sell them for 84 or 
Yeah, it's a stock market. I just see people tweeting, I have turnips for sale for 500 bells, I guess. Mm. Because you're trying to find the best price. What is happening? Yeah. (laughs) So, trying to make the most profit out of it. Mm. Yeah. That might be the title of the episode What's the Deal with Turnips? (laughs) That might be it. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Might draw on some people, some Animal Crossing peeps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get Animal Crossing, but back in April, Melanie and I bought a Switch and we did Just Dance, and I forgot how. uncoordinated and um not Awkward. good at dance moves i am <laughs> yeah. so i see all these tiktok dances i'm like man i want to try to do that and then i remember that i can't even do a just dance dance <laughs> and then i go yeah better not it was a workout too yeah we would burn some serious cows yeah we would doing that not bells but cows <laughs> Here's a belly flop. Oh, okay. Speaking of TikTok dances. Uh-huh. So, um... Oh, no. I, <laughs> this I, is exactly what this podcast is meant to be. So. I've <laughs> lost myself in TikTok multiple times before. Yes, obviously. And I don't know... Like, I've never once attempted to try to learn how to do a TikTok dance. Right. The other day, uh-huh. I was walking... I was not even walking. I was in my kitchen just reading something on like this little island that I have right and I found myself (laughs) subconsciously physically trying to throw it back oh no (laughs) (laughs) and I don't my body doesn't do that I had this very clear realization that I of like coming to realizing that this is something that I was trying to do and I just said oh no (laughs) oh Oh, no no. Thank God Sean's like in his office doing God knows what right now. And I'm also trying to throw it back. Probably not. He hates he hates all of it. Oh he watches right. like dog TikToks. I mean same. Same He watches those two corgis like screaming uh, about whatever. Yes. Donnie! Yes. I don't get it. I don't get it. Not sponsored. Um I it's I, like that's that I mean, he has since found very much like he's very proudful of the fact that I deleted it. Okay. And I'm like, well, right. good, good for you. you. <laughs> You're wasting your time on other things. That's fine. I'm actually just realizing that I am wasting time on TikTok and acknowledging it and still enjoying it. Right. So, uh, good for you, Sean. Well, and I only watch it like one day a week at this point. Oh. Yep. Yeah, Same. but you watch it till like 2 o'clock yes, in the morning. there is yeah. that issue. Or <laughs> problem right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. Um... Do you want to take another question? I would love to take another okay. question. I'm done with my belly flop. It stinks a little. <laughs> um, this is kind of a more serious one. Oh, no. Um, a deep dive. A deep dive. We're going into the deep end. Deep um, end. What do you think has been the biggest open and door, open and closed door moments for you? Can open I, door and closed door moments. Can I get more context on that? That's all it is. That's all it says. Biggest open and closed door moments for you. I can. T- I know... I can tell you one closed door moment for me was for work. Um, when I still worked at Epcot, and I was a coordinator, and I was applying for a bunch of different stuff, and I was getting turned down for stuff based on feedback that I had never gotten about myself before, so that was very irritating and kind of, I don't know, hurtful in a way, because I thought I'd been doing a great job at stuff, and then it's almost like you get slapped in the face with this weird feedback that you've never heard about myself before. And then I realized that my time at Epcot was coming to a close. Like, that that part of my life, which I never thought was going to happen, which obviously, eventually, I was not going to work at Epcot anymore. Sure. But, because I loved it so much, and I'd been there for four years consecutively, I was like, well, I'm not moving up at Epcot. 
or an attraction to where I was, but how am I, where else am I going to go? What other opportunities are out there? Just after moving up the ladder in attractions pretty quickly, um, I felt like I had kind of reached my ceiling almost where I was. Um, so to get that feedback was definitely like the door closed in my face. But the biggest open door moment, I guess, if you really want like the nitty gritty like moment it happened, I was standing at Universe of Energy featuring Ellen's Energy Adventure, rest in peace. Uh, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> and a girl told me that she applied for the minivan service. And I was like, what is that? Like, it barely even had a name at that point. And uh, she said, it's this premium transportation service, blah, blah, blah. She didn't really know much about it either, but she had applied for it. And I said, huh, that sounds kind of fun. And it said it was a temporary assignment, so I didn't have to go. You know, if I didn't like it, I could always come back to Epcot. That was a safety blanket. And then I went and interviewed, and I got accepted right away. And I was like, okay, well, this is closing my door on Epcot, but opening a door on an opportunity that I didn't even know existed and had only existed for a few weeks before. Um, so that's for my career. That that was an open door moment for me. Just realizing, acknowledging my time at Epcot was great, and I loved it, and I made a lot of friends there, and had a lot of employment opportunity and career advancement. But the moment realizing that that wasn't going to be the end all be all. So what else is out there? That was that was my open and closed door moment. And that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I read that. So kind of like opening the door to a new opportunity mm -hmm. or um, just more about yourself. Yeah. And a closed door moment is along the lines of feeling closed off from stuff. Yeah. Okay. Or starting a new chapter or closing a door behind you and opening Oh, very one. finite. Yes. Like very done. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, an open door moment would be when I had a the career talk with one of our leaders in our area. Mm -hmm. um, I was going for coordinator or relief coordinator uh, and he asked me what I wanted to do and I thought for sure I wanted to do guest relations. That was something mm -hmm. I wanted to do. I, I have always been a uh, very servant heart person. I like to take care of people. I'm an acts of service. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. realizing now that I'm also gifts yes. as far as giving uh, love is yes. gifts and acts of service are very like even ground for me at this point. Um, however, I thought that that resonated with me career-wise with going into guest relations and taking care of people's problems, yada, yada, yada. but I was also intimidated by the idea of dealing with people's problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um, the more I was talking about it and the things that I felt I was good at, mm -hmm. he said, did you ever think about project management? Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. said, no. <laughs> my dad did that my whole childhood. Why would I want to do that? He hated his life. Right. <laughs> he didn't hate his life. He really just hated this commute is what <laughs> Sorry, I interpreted. <laughs> but um, I said, no, I never thought about it. Tell me more about it. And he just described it as very relationship building which mm. <laughs> wow uh, jumping ahead in the story a little bit uh i've decided to go back to school since i had this conversation with him and i'm now pursuing pursuing a degree in project management uh so hey. who, i don't know how thanks, that happened <laughs> thanks brett um shout out to brett not sponsored yes, not sponsored. uh and it's just the i've already taken a project management course because i've decided i should probably take a course to see if I actually want to do True. it before Smart. I can change my major and um, it's it's the most for sure thing that I've ever actually wanted to do Aww. after taking the class and I never would have thought of it if 
he hadn't sat there and said, it sounds like you are someone who wants to build relationships with people. You want to manage people in those relationships and you want to mentor them in that mm. and um, towards the common goal of the group. And this sounds like something you should probably consider. Yeah. We can talk more about it at some other time. So that's awesome. That was my open door moment. Yeah. Uh, my closed door moment was probably when Sean and I got married mm. because I was closing for sure the chapter of Maryland. Ah. Um, Megan kind of touched on it earlier, but I spent the last, I've worked for Disney for about eight years now. Um, and I've spent the last eight years with various different parts of my, uh, points of my life traveling or living back and forth between Maryland and Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, so Maryland was always kind of like a backup plan, but when I got married, mm -hmm. I I mean, like, my parents would always take me back, blah, right. blah, blah, and it's if we needed though. to. Um, it, it is very different, you know? When you get married, you're saying, we are a partner. We are now. one. We, we are together. We are together forever. Yes, <laughs> and um, we, you know, we made a vow to take care of each other. And right. Without, we left our mother and father. Isn't there some Bible verse about that, you know? <laughs> uh, and that chapter's done. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I was living in Maryland prior, to, leading up to our wedding. And then when we got married, I moved to Florida two days later. Right. We still have not gone on a honeymoon. I we know. Went straight from <laughs> I went straight from living with my parents to getting married and now living with my husband in Florida. Yeah. So it was like... A lot of transitions happened all at once. There was a lot of big changes. Yes. Um, very good changes, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and now that I've had some distance from Maryland, I know Maryland is not... Maryland is done. Yes. Um, I love going back and visiting, but Maryland is done. I've written off a lot of... Not written off, but accepted that a lot of parts of my Maryland chapter are done. Mm. And... On one hand, it's freeing. On the other hand, it's scary. Scary because it's home. <laughs> yeah. You know, I my parents still live in the house I was, they were living in when I was born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know anything else other than our various apartments that we shared together. Yeah. <laughs> and all over the respective Orlando area. Right. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and ask. Yeah, we'll, we would love to recommend. We'll some. start a consulting service for yes. apartments that we've lived in or looked at. Hey, that is an idea. I mean. I'm just full of them right now. Sometimes when the <laughs> when the CPs finally come back, we there is a market here. There is. Honestly. We should go into property management. That's enough topic for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> to be continued. Another we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll talk back around it. Um, so I'll ask one kind of fun question to end on uh, this episode on. I thought that was actually kind of fun question. That was a fun question. It was just a deeper we were There's in the deep, deep end. end, so now we're coming back to the shallow end. Oh, a little bit. We're three feet. Yes, three feet. Um, we're in my pool right now, not in the like big, like. Well, I don't like open lagoon. water. I don't like open water. Okay, perfect. We're I like very contained <laughs> pools. pools of water. Um, if you could combine one Universal Orlando ride and one Walt Disney World ride to make one big, just love child ride. One big giant love child. What would they ride. be? Well, okay, so... No one better take mine. <laughs> this is very difficult because I now have a universal pass. Woo! But I've done virtually nothing. <laughs> so, I said that that's actually better because now she only has a few rides that she can compare or use to put together. Yes. When initially, 
because I saw this question proposed on your Facebook uh-huh. uh, the other day. My initial thought was, well, that's easy. My two favorite rides in both parks, <laughs> which is Carousel of Progress mm. and that Seussical ride. <laughs> the Seuss Trolley. <laughs> which is my first ride that I ever went on as an annual pass holder Aww, at Universal. Fun. It's not actually my favorite ride, but it's cute. It is very cute. Um, But, like, I want to say Carousel of Progress, but I don't know what to mix it with because... Hmm. I, uh, really... I almost want to put it with something completely different than that. So, like the Hulk. <laughs> I haven't been on that though <laughs> because it scares oh, me. Because I know so many people that have said like I've passed out on it. I hate the Hulk. And, I almost passed out on it. Um, Cannonball. <laughs> I love, I love Rip Ride and Rocket or Ooh. whatever it's called. Uh, but no. it gives me such a big headache. No, it's like I'm too old for that. <laughs> yes, I'm too migraine prone. I yeah. don't know. And I love Hagrid's, but like Hagrid's is what is perfect about Hagrid's is like. Harry Potter. Yeah. Which I love. Hagrid's And it just needs to stay on its own. Right. So. Brittany, what was your answer? Because you came up with one already. I said Hagrid, but I'm still trying to figure out for Disney of what would be. What to mix it with. What to mix it with. Because you're right. Harry Potter is. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And nothing can ever basically replace that. And Hagrid's in itself is, I personally say, the best ride at Islands of Adventure. For sure. For sure. Hagrid's is the best ride I think I've ever been on. Well, it's I think, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's. I agree. It's interesting because it's. I think it matches with this ride that I went on in Williamsburg Bush Gardens. <gasps> I love it there. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Verbolton. Yes, the mm-hmm. Verbolton. I think we've we've talked about this before. Yes. Um, where I didn't know that roller coasters could do that. Spoiler alert: If you haven't been on Hagrid's, just fast forward really quickly. Um. <laughs> I never realized until I went on for Bolton that roller coasters can drop. Yeah. Who like, knew that? Like, the track just drops. How, who knew that could happen? And I don't know what I was expecting when I went on Hagrid's when I was stuck in Devil's Snare. Right. And I was like, and they were like, say Devil's Snare. And I'm like, into it. And I'm like, Devil's Snare. And then all of a sudden, I drop. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I've seen the movies. I've read the books millions uh-huh. of times. I know what Devil's Snare, ha- what happens when you're in Devil's Snare. Right. Like, but you had never been on Hagrid's before, so who knew? What? I, I did. <laughs> yeah, Hagrid's is one of the best rides at Universal. I have to say E.T. because it's just so terrible that it's, it's so, creepy, so good. Though. But, like, what do you mix E.T. with? So Like Peter Pan's oh, lighter. Peter Pan. Pan. Oh, yeah. No, but Peter Pan is awful. <laughs> True. Hot take. Hot Cannibal. take. Cannibal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I might have to think on this question a little bit. Because my I have a few di- favorite rides at each Walt Disney World Park, and I have two rides that I love at Universal, from Island and Universal. Well, you have to think about how they go together. Right. That's the other thing. That's the the problem that I'm always having. Sean, this was a really good question. Not Sean, Katie's husband, Sean, but a different Sean that we used to work with. Lots of Sean's. At Spaceship Earth. This was a really good question that we might have to come circle back around to in a different episode. So, Katie, you might have to come back. So. Oh, darn. Sorry. Oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Oh, no, not next week. Not next week. It's our anniversary next week. Yes, that's true. Um, Um... I want to say Men in Black. Oh, love Men in Black. With what? I was going to say Carousel Progress. With Carousel Progress. Ooh, Ooh, that would be good. What if you were shooting at <laughs> Carousel <laughs> Progress characters? Like, what if they all had... What if you had to, like, shoot at the Carousel Progress characters that were about... But uh, darts, not bullets yes. or anything. Yeah, you know, no. like... like like uh, What are... Foam Lasers darts? or something? Oh, oh foam darts. Uh, like Nerf guns? Nerf guns. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Nerf guns. What if you shot Nerf guns at all of the characters that were about to interrupt John? Oh! 
rumpus uh, room. Yeah. And we just shoot it You got rump. paint all over my rump. Rumpus room. And we just shoot it a rump. Oh, did I tell you about the thing that I want to get for my bathroom? No. So <laughs> they make these toilet uh, these uh, toilet paper roll holders uh -huh. that have, you can record sounds on them. Oh. And if I didn't live in like a one bathroom apartment, uh -huh. like if I had a powder room, this would be perfect. But like when you only have one bathroom, it's going to be really, it's going to get old really fast. But what I really want to do <laughs> is record no privacy at all around here. <laughs> oh, Uncle Orville. <laughs> Not sponsored. On the on the toilet paper roll holder, so that every wow. time someone uses the powder room and they they pull a toilet paper roll, that's goes, no um, privacy at all around here. You don't do that when you own a home or own two bathrooms. I just need a second bathroom. Yes, you. We could build one. In my apartment? Yeah, no, I forgot you live in an apartment. So <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> You're already building one. It's fine. That's yeah. We're redoing our bathroom. It's almost done. Yeah. It's mostly done, for all intents and purposes. But. That's the I one think, on the street. Yes. That's the, we haven't it. been up there yet, but uh, <laughs> I heard it's done. Um, but I think that brings us to the end. It's been almost 45 minutes, which is nuts. I didn't think I was even going to get 15 minutes. <laughs> I didn't know how this was going to go. Um, but thank you, Katie, for being the first guest and for being my friend. Thank you for having me. And for thinking of this name Both for the as podcast. Your friend and on your podcast. Aww. And thank you, Brittany and Melanie. You live here, so you yeah, had to be here. Stuck with me. Um, they'll be featured on their own episode eventually, um, especially Melanie. Since she's my sister. Um, but thanks, guys, for listening, and I hope you enjoy. If you have any comments, feedback, or anything, let me know. If you want to hear something or hear us talk about something next time, let me know. This will be a weekly thing, uh, so I appreciate your support, and I'm really excited about this. So hit me up with any suggestions or comments, advice, More et questions. More questions. Definitely more questions. I'd love that. Um, but otherwise, we will see you next week, and thanks for taking the plunge. Wait, I have a question for them. Oh, yes. What ride would they do? Yeah, ask us, or ask us, <laughs> tell us, what ride would you combine from Universal, Orlando, or Hollywood, I guess, and Walt Disney World? Let us know. We want to know. We've never been to Hollywood. Yeah, we've, we've never been to Hollywood, but, I mean, they're pretty similar, I think. They have different things. Wouldn't know. Oh. Same thing, but different. Same thing, but different. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, tell us what you would you would do. Give us your cannonball response on that. Anyway, see you next week. Bye. Bye.